Welcome to Let's Talk Loyalty, an industry podcast for loyalty marketing professionals. I'm your host, Paula Thomas, and if you work in loyalty marketing, join me every week to learn the latest ideas from loyalty specialists around the world. This show is brought to you by the Loyalty and Awards Conference, the leading annual event for loyalty professionals in the travel industry. Make sure to join us this year from the 10th to the 12th of October in Madrid for the perfect mix of inspiring content and exciting awards. Check out loyaltyandawards.com for more information and to register. Hello and welcome to episode 209 of Let's Talk Loyalty. As you just heard, the Loyalty and Awards Conference is the largest annual conference for loyalty managers in the travel industry. So in today's show, I'm excited to be chatting with Ravindra Bhagwanani, co-organizer of the event, which is now in its 18th year. Last October, the Loyalty and Awards Conference took place in Dubai, and I absolutely loved it. So this year, I'm supporting Ravindra and his team, letting you know all about the plans for the conference in Madrid. So if you work in loyalty in the travel industry, I hope you enjoy listening to the latest exciting plans for the Loyalty and Awards 2022 conference in Madrid in October. So Ravindra, I am so happy to be talking to you today. How are you doing? Yeah, my pleasure, Paula. Uh, great, great. So really looking forward to our discussion. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I've been following your, your sessions for a long time and uh, yeah, very honoured and very pleased uh, that it's my turn today. Looking Wonderful, to it. it absolutely is. And you're joining us from France, am I correct? Uh, correct. I'm based in Toulouse, uh, southern France. So already springtime. Uh, I understand in some other parts of the world it's still a bit colder. But, okay. uh, but yes, a very nice location. So so any it, it's not really a hub for loyalty, to be honest, because obviously we have Airbus and ATR and all the the, um, yes. the engineering stuff here. But yes. if ever any, anyone listening to that uh, steps by in Toulouse, just let me know and happy to meet over for a coffee. Oh, I hope to take you up on that at some point, Ravindra. Very exciting. So listen, um, I'm dying to talk about your conference this year that's happening, as we know, in Madrid in October. Uh, But before we get into talking all about, I suppose, your entire career in loyalty and how the conference came about, tell me, first of all, you know, I'm very keen to understand, I suppose, the best loyalty programs for everybody on the show, I suppose, more from a personal perspective, because I know professionally it's hard to choose. There's so many good ones. But do you have a favorite loyalty program at the moment, Ravindra? Well, uh, that's a very good question. And obviously, uh, very often when uh, when I talk to journalists, well, that's the key question uh, people are going to ask, knowing that we are benchmarking 220 programs out there, and wow. so we really we are really familiar with uh, with, with all uh, with all programs. I'm just talking about the frequent flyer programs, plus obviously a couple yeah. of hundred other programs in the travel industry. Well, you know, the easy answer is actually um, there is not really one favorite program um, because obviously with some programs I'm more engaged than with others because they work for me personally. Personally, but yeah. it doesn't mean it doesn't mean that they really work for everybody. But if I look back to my, as you mentioned, I spent uh, well, I, actually my my whole entire active life in uh, in loyalty programs. So spending over twenty six yeah. years now because I created wow. uh, 
global flight company back in '96. Uh, okay. So I think I think you know these were the early days when uh, when programs started and um, and they're still I'm very fond of uh, the British Midland uh, later BMI program, which just had amazing uh, uh, what amazing value for for members. I mean it, I assume it didn't work out financially for these guys, but yeah. from a customer perspective, it was just great and. Um, I mean, just for the younger generation, just imagine, um, just imagine a business class uh, return flight to the US from Europe for sixty-seven thousand five hundred miles. I will never forget that. Wow. Um, I mean, <laughs> in many programs, you you're struggling to get a one-way economy class flight yes. today for 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 for, for this amount. Yeah. And yeah, it was just great value. So I understood okay. obviously very early it, it it cannot work from a commercial perspective for for the operator. But at that okay. time, you know, the programs that didn't have any financial setups and stuff like that, it was just a really customer tool and. Uh, um, and yeah, I must take advantage of that. Fantastic. Yeah. It's a great insight, Ravindra. I do really think, you know, we have to get that value proposition extremely compelling, as we know, for consumers. But of course, the um, the profitability has to stand up as well. So, yes, it's a shame we can't get those kind of uh, value redemptions these days. But anyway, hopefully somebody will come up with something similar at some point. But tell me... I. Sorry, yeah, maybe, maybe just to come back to your point, I, I think it's a very fair point. And, um, and you know, I think the, um, the one thing which we are bringing to the table, obviously, I mean, we, we know how programs should work, yeah. and uh, but we also know how customers take because, you know, we, we have a, a range of services at Global Flight. Uh, okay. well, obviously, I mean, we do the conference, we do the consulting part, but we also work with end consumers. And I think this gives, uh, gives us the perfect picture understanding of the business. Okay. And, um, and very often, maybe we talk to airlines, well, we have all the thinking about, you know, like build management and all that stuff, which is super important. But at the end of the day, um, I would say 80%, and that is maybe we can talk about that later. Uh, I think 80% of the programs are suffering today because they're too much focused on internal uh, perspectives uh, and internal questions which are not really relevant to the customer. Honestly, I mean, whether you spin yeah. off your program uh, or whether you do uh, the, the evaluation of certain points, it has no, no meaning whatsoever for, for the end consumer. And the question is really today, how are we engaging uh, consumers? And I think that's something uh, which we bring to the table that these See both sides of the of the, uh, of the of the market. Mm. We bring this to the table both um, in our consulting world, but also it, it reflects afterwards in the conference mm. because we're not only we're not only talking um, uh, talking about the the, the the really the operator side, but we're mm. really trying to open the eyes for the wider picture. And that is unfortunately something which uh, yeah. which has been got lost more and more uh, over the last decade. I would say. Wow. That's a very interesting perspective, Ravindra. And I didn't know you had any work on the consumer side. What kind of work is it that you're doing in that well, way? Well, uh, listen, we, we, we do two things. I mean, we work really with the typical end consumer, so with, with frequent flyers, where we're just helping them really to get to, uh, through the jungle of frequent flyer programs. Mm-hmm. We're analyzing their profile on a, on a highly personalized basis mm-hmm. and we're telling them, okay, best program for you uh, is, is program A and uh, program B. Um, because, you know, too often still uh, people are in the mindset, okay, I'm flying on Emirates uh, to take a local example for you. Yeah. Um, and I, I need to be a member in the Emirates program. No, yeah. Emirates have partnership with 10, other, with 10 or 12 other airlines, like yeah. anybody in the alliance. And maybe it works better for somebody to be in a JetBlue program, still continuing to fly on Emirates. But because the JetBlue program is obviously structured completely differently than the Emirates program, and yeah. it just makes sense um, to play around with these partnerships. And that's a... Mm-hmm. Personalized analysis, which we are, which we carrying out for flyers, mm-hmm. so which gives us a really good understanding, obviously, yeah. how people really think. And and honestly, the majority of people 
yes, if they're frequent flies, obviously they won't have any benefits and stuff like that. But they yeah. really they, they they do not discuss or care about the same things as airline do. And yeah. um, and I think that is uh, again something very important because we do have um, as an industry we, we do have customer facing tools. Mm. So please adjust them to the customer and not and yeah. not to your to your financial department or anything like that. Yes, yeah. we need again we need to respect all that. All this needs to be taken into account. But we definitely need a wider understanding of what we're talking about here. Yeah, I totally agree, Ravindra. So yeah, the more customer love, actually, to use a, a strong word, I would say, I had Fred Reichelt on the on the show there just before Christmas, and you know, many listeners would know him as the the inventor of Net Promoter Score. And I couldn't believe how often the word love came up in that business conversation. And that's exactly what I'm hearing is missing from what you're seeing. If the customer perspective and the value proposition is only being driven by the financial perspective now, as you said, in the last decade, that's um, that's disappointing. Oh, because I mean, uh, he's fully right because, you know, we're talking about, well, call it cost relationship, call it uh, whatever you call it, but the word relationship comes up in there and yeah. the relationship is, is very close to love. So, yeah. so, so I fully agree. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I always say, well, if it's a relationship tool, you just look at your personal life, how you treat your, your, your spouse or whatever. Yeah. And if you apply some of these techniques in your loyalty program, well, we would all be much better off. But, uh, but well, uh, unfortunately, two yeah. little programs, uh, do too little at that level um, mm. but I think at the end of the day we are getting back to that uh, because we are competitive and um, and yeah and somebody who's doing things better than others they they definitely they, they, they manage to engage customers better than others yeah yeah and I'm intrigued to figure out or to, to uh, ask you Ravindra how on earth did you get into loyalty I saw that you did a degree in engineering uh, yes, yes. I mean, I did an um, e- uh, degree. I don't know where you, where you saw that, actually. Uh, I didn't know LinkedIn. that all, all, all yes. this information is so public. I, okay, it's on LinkedIn. Okay, fine. Um, <laughs> so so basically what I did, I, I yes, I started aeronautical engineering. Yeah. Um, and But I was already doing my studies. I was much more interested in, in, in the marketing side. So I it was okay. kind of mixed. I, I got an engineering um, in, engineer uh, degree, but mm-hmm. I was actually much closer already to the um, to the marketing side and um and as such i was always interested in combining both things and then how i got into loyalty programs well it was a personal story actually um well, first it started when I was studying. I mean, I'm, I'm Swiss-born. So my parents were in Switzerland. I started okay. in Berlin and mm-hmm. I did one year in Toulouse. I was uh, flying a little bit around in Europe. And this was um, back in, I think, 1992, 1993, when the program started in Europe. At yeah. one point, my father said, hey, next time you're flying from Berlin to Zurich, uh, you should enroll in the Miles More program because the launch program, et cetera, et cetera. So I think that's the first time that I really heard about these programs. Yeah. And he said that uh, not because he he loved me so much, because he, he got some with a, with a friend bonus yeah. uh, from that. So yeah. he had a personal interest. And so, okay, so I discovered that. And then after my studies, I I was looking for a job and I was open you know, to, to, to work worldwide in Ireland, et cetera. And at one point I got, in, um, I got invited by Air Macau. Um, they were just in the pre-launch phases uh, and they wanted to see me for an interview. Mm-hmm. So I flew on the cheapest Air France ticket, which I could get from, from Berlin to... Uh, to Hong Kong yeah. and I earned on that trip because I think you know, I was a new member so I got the enrollment bonds and stuff like that I earned on that trip at a really cheap economy fare yeah. 19,300 miles which <laughs> were enough for a free flight within Europe wow. and, uh, and free flight at that time it didn't mean that you had to spend hundreds of euros in taxis it, yeah. it was really 
it was really free. <laughs> and yeah. uh, so I said, hey, there's some value in these programs. I Probably I understood that something economically cannot work if, uh, if yeah. for a cheap um, uh, ticket to Hong Kong, you get a free flight in Europe. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I mean I, I, that's just how... Uh, um, that's just how I could hook up at a personal level, okay. understanding there's a business. And then, well, I discovered there's Randy Peters in the US doing doing some great stuff around the topic. He was obviously already active. And yeah. so there's no there's nobody really in Europe taking care of that topic. And because all the programs in, in Europe, they, they launched in 92, 93. So it okay. was still a pretty new topic. Yeah. And hey, well, there would be a great opportunity to position exactly but we maintained over 26 years so too to position wow. both on the consumer side and on the on the operator side. Mm. But I said, you know, I was I was young. I was 26 when I created Global Flight. Wow. I said, well, uh, listen, I'm I'm, I'm <laughs> not credible. I'm not credible if uh, if today if I'm going to airlines and say, hey, I, I know how to design programs. I have no experience and nothing. So yeah. I gave myself two years to work on the consumer side, which is let's say. It's more an analytical work than really an intellectual challenge. Yeah. Um, so I built up the business uh, as a one-man show uh, on the consumer side. Yeah. And after two years, well, I started to to go to airlines. And um, and yeah, I mean, uh, they were interested, obviously, in, in having such a resource, um, such knowledgeable resource. And, and that's how I started. I grew into the, into the consulting business. Wonderful. So it was really a long yeah. journey. And um and yes, uh, well, now, now as I'm just talking about that, um, right now, actually, um, you maybe hear my voice that I'm getting a bit sad because I remember my first business trip. Yeah. Uh, we never worked together. And I mean, usually we do, do not disclose any customers, but uh, the first business trip where I was invited was actually to Kiev, to Ukrainian National oh, Airlines. Wow. And, um, and so, you know, that's, that's just how life is. I mean, uh, everything mm. comes together at one point. Mm. And, um, but I remember, you know, again, we didn't get any business out of that, of, of that trip, but, you know, how amazed there was at the at the age of 28 to be invited by a carrier yeah. um a big yeah. business class ticket on a great service i mean they, they still had a great service at that time etc so it, it was just a great feeling and uh and yeah, yeah well that, that everything took off very very quickly Beautiful. and uh and yeah. it was only only uh another six years later in 2004 that i really got into conference business so it was building up naturally so again mm -hmm. the the, mm -hmm. the the B2C business, the B2B business, mm -hmm. and then out of the B2B business, while well, I was contacted uh, by some persons asking, well, is there any conference in the loyalty business? And this says, no, there's not. And then we started the whole thing. Yes. Uh, and so, yeah, they, now everything makes sense if, if you hear the story <laughs> 20 years later. But, you know, when you were on the moment, obviously you had to understand, okay, yeah. you didn't know it's a, is it an opportunity, opportunity or not, but uh, but everything, every, everything built up very nicely afterwards for us indeed, yes. Yes. Yeah. No, it does. It sounds like a perfectly planned career, identifying the opportunities and, you know, making sure to go after and chase them and build your reputation. Uh, but yes, in the moment, it always feels like, okay, let's try. It might be risky. Don't know if it'll work. But I know for the conference specifically, I think we're coming up to the 18th one this year, if I'm right, Ravindra. Uh, it must be uh, must be the 17th or 18th one. Um, I think it's, uh, it's something like that. Yeah, I, yeah. I stopped counting because, well, basically, <laughs> in yeah. my conference career, so so I had I had basically three steps in my conference career. So 
so again, always keeping in mind, it is it is not our main business. And until now, it is not our main business. So okay. it was always a side activity. So I, I partnered initially with two different companies. Mm-hmm. Um, first with Airland Information. Where, so so uh, so credits to my uh, to my former friends at the company because they, they went into the conference business and we launched really this, this loyalty, loyalty mm-hmm. conference um, initially uh, under the name of FFP. We, mm-hmm. we launched it for three, uh, four years with, uh, with them. And uh, then at one point, well, the, the event grew nevertheless uh, pretty consider- considerably. Mm. So I felt it was the right move to, to move to a different partner. I, te- I teamed up with, uh, with uh, Fly Global. So mm-hmm. obviously, which led to a lot of confusion because we are Global Flight, they are Fly Global. <laughs> uh, so the publisher, yeah. notably of the airline business magazine. Yeah. And um, so again, obviously, I mean, there were some business connections because I regularly wrote for the airline business magazine. So there were some, some connections there. And then they mm. grew the conference business and we just took the whole thing to a much more professional level yeah and uh, so i was running the conference for 10 years um in a, in a joint venture setup with them meaning basically that these guys they they took care of everything which was operational marketing etc and i was kind of uh, the guy for the agenda and giving the credibility mm. because yeah. obviously I, I knew what was going on in the loyalty industry yeah and uh, and we were always since the beginning we were positioning we, we both partners and 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 even now as we do the conference on, under our own uh, mm. structure we were mm-hmm. always position positioning the event as something not really a fully commercial event but really as something where we focus very much on content yeah. so so one of the to- one of the, this, uh, the topics or of the of the themes which we're having at the conference, mm. um, and which is always it leads to discussions each year, understandably. But we basically, with a few exceptions, we do not put any suppliers on the agenda. Yeah. Show me show me any other industry event where this is the case. Usually, mm. usually say, well, I'm paying you ten thousand um, dollars. I'm buying some some silver package, and I'm getting on the agenda. That mm. is the usual usual. Setup of commercial conference, and we don't yeah. want that. We okay. really want, we really want um, a setup where people are coming each year because of the content. Yeah. And yes, of course, you have suppliers there, and uh, and they can yeah. meet the suppliers. Um, that all that is fair enough. But we are not setting something where people say, okay, maybe they, they come once because we do a good marketing, but say hey, there's no value in this conference. We yeah. are uh, we, we are not coming back, yeah. and that's the only reason that why after 18 years uh, we are we are still there actually, and. Uh, um, and so this is the main thing. Well, we, st- we stopped the cooperation with Flight Global in, in 2018. Mm-hmm. And in 2019, so I built up my own team uh, with, with an event manager. And um, and so since 2019, we've been running the event our our own uh, our own mm. name. And uh, we branded mm. it into the current loyalty and awards, uh, yes. loyalty awards conference. Yeah. And it is a wonderful team, Ravindra. So yeah, we'll give a shout out to your team. They're doing a fantastic job. So I'm very impressed. And exactly to your point, and I'm not just saying this because you just said it, but um, I was lucky enough, obviously, to uh, to attend the conference here in October last year. So I had considered going the previous year, Ravindra. I think you'd reached out to me and Dubai to Vancouver was, um, was, was quite difficult for me to justify. Again, you know, I'm a, a one woman show, so uh, it's, it's a long way to go. Um, and I didn't actually know really about the conference and I was only starting podcasting. So I probably didn't have the same global network uh, back in 2020 or 2019, I think even at that stage. But certainly in, uh, in Dubai last year, it was the quality of the content that convinced me that wherever it's happening in 2022, I'm coming. <laughs> so oh. 
very exciting. Okay, that sounds good. I mean, we, uh, thank you very much. I think we may have been a bit unlucky in uh, in 2020 um, uh, when yeah. we went to Vancouver because it's probably the only major city in the world that Emirates doesn't fly to. Exactly. So, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So, so good news is in 22, we will be at an Emirates destination. Um, yeah. It's yeah. Uh, it's a six-hour, convenient six-hour flight away from Dubai. So yes. we'll, be, we'll be in Madrid. And we yes. definitely look forward to having you there. Oh, it's super exciting. So, I mean, we're in April now, Ravindra. So quite early, I guess, in terms of you planning the the content and the schedule. But for anyone listening, I suppose, bearing in mind that um, there's a lot of people in loyalty in the US, the UK and Australia, and not just actually in travel loyalty, although your conference definitely is focused on travel loyalty. But what would you say are the key kind of topics that you're expecting to come up in Madrid this year? So, um, so just to, to before answering that question, just to to reassure everybody. So we did the conference, as Paula just mentioned, in um, in Dubai in October 2021. So yeah. it was really um, in the middle at the end of whatever uh, a yeah. pandemic. So we yeah. managed and we had to promise from the beginning that we make it a 100% live event. Yes. So we delivered on the, on that promise. Yes. So just be assured that we will be doing something obviously even even be- uh, bigger and better in uh, in Madrid. Yeah. So uh, we understand that, uh, that right now, I mean, there are still obviously restrictions and uh, discussion of COVID is not complete over but yeah. we'll will be definitely managing that in Madrid if you mentioned 21 in in, in Dubai yeah. uh, well we, we will do it everywhere sure. and um and yes, so we'll be looking at um, really turning the COVID page because we in Dubai, we had nevertheless, uh, yeah. we had a positive forward-looking agenda, but we had nevertheless obviously 30 or 40% of topics which were touching on COVID and we really turned that page and looking forward. So we we see some signs um, from, from people coming out stronger of that uh, uh, of that pandemic. They had some, t- some time maybe to refocus on, uh, on certain things mm. and... Um, and I think we'll be reflecting some some new interesting ideas um, how to how to how to uh, strengthen the program further, how to take them to the next level. Mm-hmm. It's you know it's a continuous journey, and um, and as always we'll we'll be looking at the right mix of let's say trends like you know like sustainability just to mention one topic which was already a, a major yeah. topic which we had in uh, yeah. in in Dubai of course yes. new technologies and um, and just really to give um, a wide a really wide frame um, wide perspective of the topic to anybody involved in the in the, in the travel loyalty industry so mm-hmm. we are not a, we are not a, a conference for financial experts or for CRM experts or anything like that we are really a conference for anybody involved yeah. in, in loyalty Look Looking at the topics from again from practical case studies presented yeah. by airlines and hotels um, to, um, to, uh, to to really cover the whole topic. So some of the confirmed speakers, and I just invite you to to discover on the loyaltyawards.com uh, website um, mm-hmm. the the first agenda, which is still involving. But we already have a couple of uh, confirmed speakers from companies like uh, United, Alco, Caribbean Airlines, Avianca mm-hmm. Life Miles. Uh, to name just a few, so so we're yeah. definitely looking forward to having a good setup of um, of people uh, worldwide. Again, we we are a worldwide event, um, as you mentioned. So we we only do one event a year, mm-hmm. but it is uh, we are rotating the locations, we are rotating the continents. Mm. So so this year, concretely, there will be no uh, no event in the Americas. Mm. But if you really want to to attend this, uh, I think really this leading event in the, in the, in the travel loyalty industry, well. Yeah. Please make it to Madrid because yeah. otherwise you will be missing out on a on a great opportunity in 22. 
Yeah. Yes, you're you're absolutely right. And actually one of the um well, one of the things I suppose I really did respect last year, Ravindra, was that commitment that you gave that the conference was going to go ahead 100 percent live. And of course you had to plan it in, I guess, you know, even late uh 2020, like 12 months out, maybe, in order to get the venue organized for us. And, you know, going through the worst of the COVID pandemic and still pulling it off. I thought that was a uh, very brave of you because there's no other conference, I think, certainly that I've been to in the last 12 months. So it was a big decision for you and, and worked super well. No, well, thank you. And I think, um, well, it's, it's kind of the commitment we owe to the industry. I mean, we did our last event in February, the previous event in February 2020 in Vancouver. Yeah. And it was right at that beginning, yeah. um, at the beginning of the pandemic, when we had the first cases appear in Italy and in New York, et cetera. So yeah. it was literally, we were all on site and um, and everything was started to shut down. And so I remember we sat down with the team the day of the conference and we said, okay, well, what's going to happen? Mm. And we said, um, we said on that day, well, after conference because the February slot was always uh, since the beginning it was our traditional slot for the conference mm. and and obviously um, I mean if you remember the situation back in February 2020 yeah. everybody said well okay it's going to last maybe three months and things yes. will be better yes and we said okay well listen there, there's there's no search what's going to happen we are postponing the event uh, to October Mm. Um, so that which gives us a 19 month span between between uh, between both events. Yes, we signed the venue in April when we every, everything was shut, shutting down. April 20, we signed the, the with the venue in Dubai, mm. um, which was more of a new property. So so they yeah. haven't yet opened up. They delayed off with the opening because of COVID, but obviously we still had some some margin. So we we were fine from that perspective. Yeah. But yes, it was it it was maybe um, it was brave, but but then again, I mean with Dubai with the support from from Dubai, which was amazing as destination, yeah. we were really able to to pull this through. Um, and uh, well, honestly, I'm not making any secret, but we we didn't make any commercial profit out of that. Okay. But nevertheless, obviously, it, it is an objective for us as well i mean that's normally your business and we, we need to make some profit out of that yeah. we didn't do that in uh, in dubai but it was really the the mm. objective of saying hey guys we are here we are committed to, to this industry yeah and so we are not some uh opportunistic uh conference organizers uh and just yeah. blowing by the uh, just turning by the wind blows that's yeah. not our philosophy because again and that's that's why i really wanted to stress at the beginning mm. we are not a we are not a commercial conference organizer we are loyalty people yeah. and i think in everything we're doing at the event that's what people are feeling and that's why they're feeling okay they, they, that is a difference yeah. i'm not saying that all other events are bullshit and um, not at mm. all <laughs> but 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 there is in terms of engagement etc yeah. there is a difference if you have somebody really engaged in the topic Yes. or if it's uh, if it's if it pursues uh, rather some commercial objectives Yes. Yeah. And I often use the word integrity, Ravindra, in terms of, you know, how the loyalty business and how loyalty programs, I think, need to be run. And that's what I'm hearing coming through in terms of, you know, you going ahead with that conference. And actually, to me, there was almost a, you know, an energy of like, we were so excited, I think, everybody to be back together again. Like it was, (laughs) it was hard, you know, like everybody was just so thrilled. So the joy of human connection, uh, particularly, as you said, when there's a topic that everyone's so passionate about that definitely came through and the quality of the people there I guess as well it's it's senior people they're big conversations they're big ideas that are being discussed so definitely very rewarding so so I hope from that perspective at least you were happy with how everything went in Dubai last year 
Oh, no, no. I mean, we were absolutely happy. And, and I think it was amazing. Obviously, we didn't get too many people from Asia because they simply could yeah. not travel. Yeah. Um, and it may risk being actually the same in, in Madrid in October. So if things continue like that. Yeah. But, but you know, I mean, we had people from Hawaii coming and we had obviously local people coming. And it was just uh, amazing how well uh, at least a part of the of, of the industry really responded to that uh, to that opportunity yeah. and for anybody who was not local uh, i think it was the first long haul trip they they did including yeah. myself since yeah. i mean the, since 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 everything started <laughs> and i mean people were just so happy to, to get out again and yeah. yes they, i think the we were obviously a smaller group we were 100 i think 165 people smaller okay. group than at previous events yeah uh, although a bit bigger actually in vancouver because again in vancouver in february 2020 we were already hit by 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 the COVID in Asia yeah. so when we selected initially Vancouver obviously yeah. we, we were positioning Vancouver as a Pacific hub yes. uh, what it is well and then obviously everything from Asia uh, it broke up broke us already away so we were actually in Dubai already few more people than in than in Vancouver but still we are we mm. are lower than our usual figures but those people who were there which is still a good turnout I think yeah. um, they well it, it was so much community building there I think yeah. it was a very very strong feeling and, and yes. I, I, I would expect that most of these people actually they, they will be coming back to Madrid. Yeah. Um, and um, and and yeah, and that's just I think the biggest reward you can get. Yeah. Um, if you see people and, and honestly. Although obviously I knew the commercial figures, which were not great. Um, I was personally, I was at the team. We were so happy that yeah. we pulled it through and seeing the seeing these happy faces. Yes. You know, that's uh, that is something which uh, which well money can't buy. And, uh, <laughs> and 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 I think well, as you said, it it gave us credibility in industry. Yeah. And uh, and yes, uh, we be trying to to apply some 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 values like integ integrity, etc., to our business. Yeah. And uh, and if this transpires in such actions, well, uh, even better. Yeah, for sure. And I remember you sending me an email when you got your PCR test so that you knew you could fly. And it hadn't even occurred to me that if you didn't show up, I don't know what the rest of us would have done, you know? <laughs> no, no, exactly. I mean, you know, because traveling, traveling became, well, became, yes. it still is partially so difficult yeah. that we, we, we were not used to that anymore. Then it happened, you know, I know that you remember, we had one delegate from Air France. Yeah. Well, she called me basically on, uh, on on the first day. I forgot to to extend my passport. I can't make it. Oops. Because oh, yeah. something was, which would never have happened before, uh, because well, that's the first thing at uh, the industry you you keep an eye on the on the on the validity of your passport. Yeah, it, it, I mean, it never happens that, that the passport expires, mm -hmm. and you know these are just things because people didn't travel anymore. Yeah, um, and and then while well, all these PCR tests and uh, and whatever, I mean, uh, it was just it was just a nightmare. Super so, complex. I agree. So, totally. Yeah, yeah. will be yeah. will be better at that level by 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 October by for Madrid. That's for sure. Yeah. But uh, but yes, I mean, again, it was an experience, and it was an experience not to make. Yes. It was a different experience than from usual events, yeah. but even without that uh, that, that COVID factor, uh, I can mm. reassure you because it was your first event attended. But even previous events, yeah. I mean this this team building spirit, etc. This 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 family spirit, it's it's really it's yeah. really characterizing uh, characterizing our events. Yeah, it's very very special. And we talked about the content uh, a little bit, Ravindra. And again, it's early days, I guess, in April. So definitely, we'll make sure to link to the Loyalty Awards website so people can stay up to date and I know people can opt in to your email newsletter and you know be kept up to date on the agenda so they can see what kind of speakers are coming through but then talk to us about uh, the awards side you've got your golden loyalty awards which also was incredibly exciting last year with the gala dinner so tell us exactly how that whole awards uh, part of the event is, is working now Yes, correct. So, so the awards again. This has been an integral part of the event. 
uh, well, for at least 10 years. I mean, we started with Fly Global, um, if not more. Mm. And um, the, the awards, it's actually it's interesting. So anybody um, attending the event can basically nominate their own program in a in a nomination process, which is outlined on the website by, by, by mid-August okay. in four different categories. Mm-hmm. And um, so we're not, we are not, um, again, we are not the Freddy's giving out um, dozens of awards, but okay. uh, but we, we have we have four main categories and everybody is uh, nominating uh, its own program with, mm-hmm. uh, with one particular innovation which they realized in the in the current year. So mm-hmm. we are looking at current developments. Mm-hmm. And then what is interesting about the awards and the game which makes different models, we have a judging panel of industry professionals. So we have other loyalty loyalty yeah. executives on the on the judging panel. Yeah. And so they really look at that at a very practical from a very practical perspective, yeah. comparing obviously to, to their own experience. And, and we are selecting the winner on the on uh, on that basis. Mm-hmm. And um and then yes, uh, obviously we have, we have those four happy winners, and um, which will be announced at the event only. So we're not making any pre-announcements, etc. Yeah. And uh, and yes, I think the awards each year they are gaining a lot of credibility, mm-hmm. and because it's really um, we, yes, we do have the Freddie Awards as are the major industry uh, award, yeah. uh, which I fully respect. Uh, I, I think there may be too, uh, a bit too many uh, categories and too many awards mm. in general. So it ha- it, not, it never happens at our event that somebody going home with eight awards because you have only four in total yeah but um but besides that i mean the Freddie awards are obviously a consumer award which is mm. super important yeah and but be an industry award so we are judged by fellow loyalty professionals and i think this makes it different i'm not saying more or less uh, valuable for the winners but yeah. it certainly gives them a, a different kind of value proposition than what they would get from the from the Freddie awards yeah yeah no it was i remember how exciting it was and i was sitting uh, with derek whitworth actually from air canada um when he won and you know just the sheer joy and he was ringing canada and sharing it with the team so yeah there was a very special atmosphere um so yeah looking forward to yeah. seeing how that goes uh, again this year in Madrid. So I think, what did we say? Hopefully you'll have about, what, 250 delegates? Is that what you're hoping for this year? That's our plan. Yes, correct. Yeah. 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 So 250 delegates, two and a half days. And I hadn't realized, actually, I saw on your uh, marketing as well, Madrid is the second largest city in Europe. Um, or in the EU. So I hope my terminology is correct there. So certainly um, there's plenty of opportunity for, I suppose, admiring the city. I know you do dedicate um, some time for, you know, I suppose some social activity as well to be culturally sensitive. So I'm sure you'll be doing that as well again this year in Madrid, will you? Uh, correct. So first of all, thank you, Brexit. Otherwise, it would be only number three, I guess. Um, <laughs> yes. But, um, <laughs> but um, yes, yes, exactly. I mean, the, the so we're starting traditionally on Monday uh, at noon. We are okay. kicking off with a, with a keynote presentation, and then afterwards we are breaking for the for the so-called social activities. So nice. what is that? So we are splitting up the group into um, into three smaller groups mm-hmm. which are taken to um, to some kind of uh, locally influenced um, uh, activity yeah. so as we are recording um, this now we have not yet finalized that selection mm-hmm. uh, but i think during april uh, we will be pu- publishing that on the website so Great. usually some some exciting activities uh, which are worth the trip by by themselves yeah. so uh, i mean in 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 dubai we took people to the dessert and uh, to all dubai etc so really some local touch and expect something similar in mm. uh, in madrid and 
And yes. the, the opportunity here is really, um, uh, well, the, the objective is really to create some pre-conference team building because we always have some new people to the event, yeah. which might feel a bit lost because, you know, you get to cocktail reception, you see this big family, everybody is, is uh, talking to everybody and yes. you come in as a newcomer there. Mm. Uh, you, you do not know a lot of people maybe and that's always a bit hard. That's so we true. do this icebreak activity nice. uh, where you're in a completely relaxed atmosphere, uh, a small group, you, uh, everybody talks to everybody. Yeah. And um, and and you make your first you make your first friends there, which mm. really helps you for the for, for the rest of the for the yeah. rest of the event. And um, and yes, I mean even you know for sponsors or so these social activities that can also be sponsored by by sponsors. Mm. It, it's just a different it is just a different setup to to make business and to talk business. I mean at the mm. end of the day, yes, it's a business event. Yeah. We're not going there for fun. Yeah. Uh, everybody wants to make business, uh, operators and suppliers alike. But mm-hmm. we we just trying to to set it up in the in the right framework yeah. um, to make it uh, well to make it less pushy and uh, and totally. really to provide value to uh, to everybody and and yeah. and I think these social activities they they help people also to memorize the event because otherwise if you're two days in a hotel uh, yes. it doesn't matter whether it's nice or not but but well you do not remember too much about what's going on outside yes yeah no I do think it's an important part of the program and again even though I live in Dubai I really enjoyed the cultural event that I did because I hadn't been to the particular uh, museum and the Sheikh Mohammed Center for Cultural Understanding in fact was the one that I chose last year so it was the perfect opportunity for me to see my own city so um, definitely looking forward to that part of Madrid as well. So yeah, so then two and a half days in total, as you said, so there'll probably be an evening reception again, I guess on the Monday and then full content on Tuesday and Wednesday. Is that right? Uh, almost so on, so on Wednesday on Monday after social activities we just had a welcome reception yeah. and people afterwards they organize their own dinners so okay. often they I mean their yeah. suppliers sponsors inviting their clients etc mm-hmm. um, and then on Tuesday we have a full day with the gala dinner as part of the conference yeah. in, the, uh, in the evening wonderful Wow. Well, listen, it's still quite a few months away, Ravindra, but I know your website is very active and I know you do have a nice offer uh, with your partners at Core. Do you want to tell us about that? Uh, yeah, well, if you if you allow me to make such publicity, I'm happy to talk about that. So, so, so we, no, we, we, are, we are very proud. I mean, we've been partnering with Alco for a couple of years um, as official hotel partner. Yeah. And as part of the deal, uh, Alco puts at our disposal uh, quite a big number of Alco points of, yeah. of their of their old program, yeah. which are really valuable because you really use these points uh, as cash. Yeah. And we have now an offer going on until the end of April. So obviously, we have our low early bird rates. Yeah. So starting at the 299 euros for, for airlines and, and mm. partners, mm-hmm. which which again it, it even does not cover our costs, but uh, but obviously yeah. um, we are we are not looking to make money uh, out of airlines in difficult situations, etc. So it's it's a really good way for attending the conference. Mm-hmm. Plus anybody registering by by the end of April will be entered into a prize draw to win an amazing amount of 40,000 all points. Woo-hoo. So uh, <laughs> all those who may not be familiar with the currency, 40,000 all points is really translates into to a um, credit of 800 euros, which yeah. you can use at, 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 at any ARCO property. Okay. Obviously, you can use it in Madrid at a conference venue or you use it just uh, to take mm. your family to, to a nice weekend. Well, mm-hmm. a nice week, actually, for that mm. amount uh, yeah. to somewhere. 
Yes. Yeah. No, it's it's very exciting times, Ravindra. As I said, I'm I'm really looking forward to it. And I already had a bit busy year, but when you did announce it, I know I was hoping for Dublin. So you'll forgive me if I occasionally remind you that uh, Ireland's a great place for a conference. I feel that's an important thing to mention just to be patriotic. But yes, I, I do love mainland Europe and I uh, can't wait to get to Madrid. So that's all the questions I had, I guess, from my side, Ravindra. Was there anything else that you wanted to mention for listeners of Let's Talk Loyalty? Well, I think um, just to to come back to your last point, we are we are very grateful for any feedback we are getting, be it a, a more or less in a joke manner about Dublin as a venue or anything else. Okay. So this is really an event which we are doing for you guys. So any feedback, uh, be it in terms of a desire for location, be it in terms of content, uh, okay. suggesting any speaker, uh, whatever, we are really open to to talk to everybody, and um, because we're all part of the family. Uh, just to to justify. The, the Dublin thing. Well, you should talk to Arco because we have the partnership with Arco and they simply do not have a, a ah. property in a decent size uh, in Dublin. Okay. And uh, that's why, unfortunately, we had to exclude Dublin. Okay. Uh, I've personally never been to Dublin. Our event manager, Justine, she has been there. She loves it. So I think it would be a great place. Yeah. Um, social activities, I mean, I, I don't want to imagine too much what the social <laughs> activities look like there. Yeah. But, uh, but, uh, but, but yes, I mean, um, uh, I think one day such things will be possible as well. But uh, no kidding aside so I think really last message from my side yeah. hope to see you guys there if there's anything we can do feel free to reach out to us we're all there uh, open ears and uh, yeah we want to make this a great event and we can only make it uh, great with uh, well you shouldn't use the, the word making something great I think anymore that some, somebody else used that, that term too much mm. but we really uh, want to have a nice uh, a nice event yeah. uh, and we can yeah. only make it uh, make it a success together with you with the support of people like yourself Paula so thanks again very much for for your partnership so we're mm-hmm. looking forward to working with you uh, between now and the event uh, to mm-hmm. get the word out there and uh, and yeah. there's obviously some great content etc so so we we all work towards the same objective on that note ravindra bagwanani managing director of global flight and the host of the loyalty and awards conference in madrid thank you so much let's talk loyalty it was my pleasure thank you paula This show is brought to you by the Australian Loyalty Association, the leading organization for loyalty networking and education in Asia-Pacific. Their International Virtual Loyalty Conference will take place on the 25th of August 2022. Register now to hear global experts discuss current trends in loyalty marketing. There will be fantastic networking opportunities, questions and answers, gamification and great prizes to be won. Visit AustralianLoyaltyAssociation.com to find out more. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Let's Talk Loyalty. If you'd like us to send you the latest shows each week, simply sign up for the Let's Talk Loyalty newsletter on letstalkloyalty.com and we'll send our best episodes straight to your inbox. And don't forget that you can follow Let's Talk Loyalty on any of your favorite podcast platforms. And of course, we'd love for you to share your feedback and reviews. Thanks again for supporting the show.